Hey guys, welcome to another episode of How to Sell Your Coaching. I'm Wayne Sutton, and today we are we're absolutely, and I, I don't use this word or this term lightly, blessed to have my friend Mark on with us today. And I'm gonna when you hear his credentials, you hear what he's done, you're gonna know why. And and Mark, I have followed you for quite a while now to see what you have done with the coaching jungle. Um, in what you are doing in your marketing, helping coaches, giving it, give, really giving a way for coaches to reach other people and connect. I'm just glad to have you on, Mark. It means a yeah. lot to me to have you on today. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me, Wayne. Absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, and if you don't mind, I would like to just jump right in because I know our, sure. I know our audience. They're listening. What can I gain? You know, everybody has that. What's in it for me? Uh, and that's okay. So I know you've got a lot of great content. You have built in my humble but accurate opinion, the group to be in, and we're gonna obviously post it in below where people can grab a hold of that and get into your group, the coaching jungle. And the first time I saw it, I remember seeing that little cartoon character where you look like Tarzan or something, but it was <laughs> it was eye-catching. Yeah. I jumped in the group, like most people on here, hundreds of groups on Facebook, thousands upon thousands of groups. But that is one that I go to every day and I look at and I've connected. I've made some great, um, just some great connections in there, Mark. You know how to build a community. And I think you do it not just through that, but through email. Can you share your heart or a little bit about you and what you do? And so our listeners will know why they should follow you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because that banner that's on the Coaching Jungle Facebook group, um, it's a cartoon mark with six pack abs. I said, I don't have to go to the gym to do it. I could just, uh, that's much easier uh, to get six pack abs, but I think that's, um, it's important to stand out. So thank you for noticing that there's so many Facebook groups that are at blah, they're kind of all the same or, uh, or the, um, I think a, a sin for Facebook group owners when someone goes to the group and they don't see any mention of Wayne at the top, let's say for your group. And I think that's important that it's people go in and they know that, Hey, this is hosted by Wayne Sutton. You know, if you're putting out a free community, you're putting in all those hours and blood, sweat, and tears, uh, then I think that you should be connected to that group and get compensated for it in a way. So yeah, thank you. Uh, the, the coaching jungle has been running since fall of 2015. I started coaching in early 2014. Uh, so it's uh, started up a little bit after that I got going, but uh, yeah, my whole thing's uh, helping coaches get more clients without paid ads. So like you, I'm not a paid ads guy. I think the organic, you can do very well. And community building has been a really important part of that. So I think it's important for any coaches to have a place to bring people in. You know, um, I use the analogy boat in an island. If you don't have a community, you're kind of like a boat out in that noisy sea of the online world. Uh, but if you have a community like a Facebook group or an email list, something like that, that's your island to bring people to where they get to know, like, and trust you and hopefully do business with you. Yeah, I think what you said there is so important. Uh, no like and trust. And I always tell people there's three different words for three different reasons. Somebody doesn't immediately know you, like you and trust you. There's a, there's a, there's a pattern to that. There's a, and the wealthy coach, we talk about the, uh, the trust formula. And part of that is they got to know you. You could be the best coach in the world, really have a heart and this and the skill set to help someone. But if nobody knows about you, what good is it? Yeah, exactly. And then how often do they see the frequency, the duration that gives you that no lock and trust? And as you said, hopefully then do business with you. I've had people who hire me and I 
didn't know them before they reached out to connect with me. And they're like, Mark, I've been following you for four years or, you know, six years or maybe six months or a year where they're reading the emails, they're in the group and so on. So it's not like people roll out of bed, they discover Mark or Wayne today and they book a call and they're opening up their wallets, they're ready to get rolling. It's going to take multiple touches, especially in such a noisy online space. And that's why I'm so big on things like daily emails. You're hitting them every single day with your message. It's sinking in and there's that consistency, which I think is very important. And unfortunately, a lot of coaches don't have the patience to do that. They'll try something for a week or maybe a few weeks and then, oh, well, I didn't get any clients from that. So I'll move on to the next bright, shiny object. And they're not giving enough time for that seed to grow. It's so true there. And when I started doing, as I said, I, I do daily email in one of our yeah. ministries, not necessarily in the coaching realm, um, but I will after our call today. But uh, <laughs> so, but when I started doing that, I had a lot of people say, Wayne, have you seen this? And it was a new, the shiny object. And I'm like, Gary, and some of those I jumped on board and they worked. But I said, you know what does work is consistency. I've said the same thing. And I know if somebody comes on the scene, let's take it to coaching realm. They come on the scene, they got a new app, which we were talking about earlier. They got a new project. They got a new whatever. People jump that way. I remember when everybody was ditching email for mini chat. Hmm. They were, you know, mini chat still works. I mean, the chats, but the problem is a lot of those people quit. Are you consistently being there? And that's exactly right. It's, it's the, it's not the one night stand. It's the intimate relationship over a long time that really builds it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, there was a trend with some pretty big names killing off their Facebook groups and not to knock anyone. It's their business if they're not enjoying a Facebook group, but some of them were huge groups. I mean, we're talking 50,000 people. And then there seemed to be some sort of trend. Like I saw Kim Raluna killed hers. Uh, Josh and Jill Stanton, who are great. Uh, I like Josh and Jill. They killed off Screw the 9 to 5, their community, which was huge. And yeah. um, I didn't understand it. I thought, you know, to build up something that big, I, I'd be very hesitant to kill it off. I mean, kudos to them for having the guts to do it if it's not going to fit their business model. But I do think that uh, Facebook groups, that, that was sort of a attitude a few years ago, that, oh, Facebook groups are going to be going out of the way and they're not going to be good. Well, if anything, Mark Zuckerberg's been doubling down on groups and oh, it's going to yeah. become a yeah, bigger part of Facebook. So if anything, I'd want to focus more on groups instead of less. Yeah, and I, I teach the same thing when I'm working with clients um, as far as email. You know, how many times have we heard emails dead? Nobody reads email anymore. But I like the fact that I can open up my active campaign, AWeb, or whatever you're using, and I can see how many people opened it. And, I, you know, maybe I'm not getting 60, 70% open rates, but I know the ones that are reading it every week. And I know that, and I, and I love that, Mark, because then I can say, hey, this one only had a 12% open rate. What did I do different? How can I change that? And, um, and so having that consistency is definitely a way of building trust. What would you say is another way of building that no like and trust other than them seeing you all the time? If there was another secret that's in your vault. <laughs> well, I'd say taking the filter off and crazy concept, but being honest and speaking the truth <laughs> in the online space. It's a crazy concept than this month. Yeah, yeah, there's more than a few people full of it online. So uh, one of the things I started doing when I began doing daily emails, it was April of 2016. So I just checked and I've done over 1,700 straight days of emails as of today. 
And the reason that I've done it that many days is because it works. But the reason that it works is not just that I'm doing it every single day consistently, but when I started the daily practice, I said, I'm going to take the filter off and I'm just going to crazy concept to speak the truth, no BS, no fluff, no filler. And that really worked. I think people appreciate that in the online space because you and I have both been on email lists where it's just internet marketing crap. You know, you've got the yeah. false scarcity. You've got uh, just all the, the just crap. <laughs> I, I'm allergic to internet marketing speak, I say. So people on my list who know me in real life will say, Mark, you sound like you talk in real life. And I'm like, well, of course, how would I sound? But that's something that's pretty rare. So whenever I'm doing, let's say, for example, a JV campaign, joint venture with someone, sometimes or often provide swipe copy for the partners. And I'm like, yeah, I don't use swipe copy to copy and paste something someone gave me. People could tell that wasn't in my voice. Now I might take a few ideas from it, but it's definitely going to go into my own voice. And so I, to answer your question, be another reason why I've been successful is that I don't sugarcoat it and talk like a lot of people in the internet world. I yeah. actually just um, give it to them, just a fax, ma'am, uh, so to speak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, and, and, and I'm a, I always say this, I know I'm going to make some people mad. But there's too much showing off the two comma club awards. And, you know, and I, that's great that they have awards. Um, but instead of that, you know, hey, I made a million dollars with this funnel. I spent nine hundred twenty thousand doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, how much did you keep? Yeah. How much did you keep? And uh, that's a true story. When I was, and I've said this before. When I was in Orlando, uh, and I was in Dallas, and I met somebody. At the, you know, we were at the bar after the Click Funnels event, hmm. and um, guy had a two comma club. And they first started giving them out a number of years ago. Yeah. And I said, hey man, congratulations. And he said, uh, he wasn't enthused about it. And I said, man, done. Yeah, hmm. you made a million with a one single funnel. He said, yeah, I spent nine hundred and twenty thousand dollars doing that. Yeah, and he's I'm probably impressed. got a few more gray hairs and yeah, sleepless he, nights from it. Yeah, yeah. So you probably made a lot more money than I did. You, I just got the award and got to go on stage, and I've, yeah. I've never forgotten that because it was a lesson for me. It's not the profitability always; it's what you're better to keep. And I like, you know, I, I follow not as often as I did at one point, but John Lee Dumas and Entrepreneur on Fire, what I love about him is he puts up his, here's the money I made this month. Yeah. Here's where it come from. Here it come from sponsors. Here it come from. I love that transparency. Um, I don't have to be just transparent about how much money you make. I'm just transparent to the community, as you said, so people can get to yeah. know you. Yeah. There's a movie that I use for motivation. And it's not a really well-known one. It's from the 1990s. It's called Bullworth with Warren Beatty and it's a political right. film. And in a nutshell, uh, his character, Jay Bullington Bullworth, Billington Bullworth is uh, a Senator in California running for reelection, but he's burnt out. He's depressed. He's just hating it. So he uh, hires someone to assassinate him because <laughs> he can't commit suicide. His, his family won't get the, and this is your funding. motivational movie. We're listening yeah, to okay, there, 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 is, there is a point to it. Cause it doesn't sound very motivational. Um, <laughs> so he hires an assassin to kill him so that the insurance will pay out. He's like, well, it's the last weekend of the campaign. I'm going to get shot. So what the heck I might as well just not talk like a politician. I'll speak the truth. And uh, he just, it's pretty funny to see some of the stuff he does because it's not the usual political BS spin pandering for votes. 
And uh, he ends up becoming really popular because it's refreshing for people. It's like, oh, wow, this guy's not talking like a politician. Then he changes yeah. his mind. He doesn't want to die because all of a sudden he's like enjoying he's, having he's fun. He's enjoying it. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to run away from the assassin. He's like, oh, God. But um, I try. that's why I always say I want to be the Bullworth of the coaching world where I'll say what other people wouldn't say just because they're they're afraid of losing business or whatever. Yeah. So I, I watch that movie probably once a year just to – Well, I'm going to watch it now. You gave me something to do over my little mini vacation I'm about to take. So There you go. Um, you know, one of the things I, one of the concepts we, I'd love to share is the law of the third. And that is one third of the people are going to love you. If you're you, one third of the people probably won't. And one third don't care. And we see this through every authentic individual. We see this through, um, in the Muslim world, Muhammad in in Christian world, Jesus, we see it with Donald Trump. We see it with one third of people almost worship them. One third hate them and a third don't care. So if you're trying to be somebody you're not, all you're doing is jumping into that same third applies. You're just in a different market and you got all that stress and all that BS on you. Trump's interesting because he's probably, I get what you're saying with that. Um, I, I would say with him, he's almost a 50 50 because I haven't met too many people that have been on the fence uh, with Trump. They, That's true. Yeah. He, he, he polarizes to the extreme. He's, uh, yeah. He's, he saved America. He can walk on water and thank God he came along. Or then there's the other side that says he's horrible, the antichrist and he should be locked <laughs> up in jail. I can't recall anyone that I've mentioned Donald Trump and they're like, eh, I haven't really made an opinion of him. Yet. Yeah, you're I mean, right. He, he's the rule breaker. He definitely, set apart um there's a great book called win bigly and i always tell people if you're a trump fan or not i I love it yeah yeah absolutely so man so daily email and building a community a lot of the people that are listening to this i said our coaches consultants so i'm gonna recommend all of them jump in your community and just share and follow the rules of the community we were joking about that before we started recording (laughs) but really when somebody wants to build a community um, build up a Facebook page. Maybe they've got a, they've got this, you know, Facebook group, I'm sorry, um, or LinkedIn group or whatever, but there are no, people are not responding. How do you, what do you, how do you build something from nothing? I guess that's the question. Oh, boys, uh, that's tough to answer in a short soundbite because there is a fair bit to it. I mean, a couple of tips I would give is uh, first off, you have to be active in your Facebook group or your community. If you're the host and you're not active in it, then why should anyone else spend their time? And that's why you see groups that have uh, tumbleweeds blowing through them. So you have to be active in the group, but then you also have to bring other people into the conversation. If the coaching jungle is just me posting all the time, no one else, no other opinions, it wouldn't be as good because it'd be kind of boring. It's just Mark. Uh, What I'll do is I'll tag people in. So if someone has a question they post on the wall, uh, let's say it's around uh, authoring books or self-publishing. I know a number of people in the group that are experts at that. I'll tag them in to get them into that uh, thread or webinar. Question about webinars. So, a lot of group owners don't do that because like, well, gee, I don't want to tag someone else in because this is my group and I don't want to lose any business, right? Like you and I, Wayne, there's some crossover where we both help coaches sure. and stuff like that. But we were talking about this before. I don't look at it to say, no, all 20,000 people in the Facebook group have to work with me and no one else can get business. There are a lot of members inside the coaching jungle who've told me almost sheepishly, they're like, yeah, Mark, I've got a client from your group last week, you know, thanks. And, and I'm like, you don't have to feel bad. That's great. Cause I'm not everyone's cup of tea and they're making the group better by 
contributing to it. So I should mention, uh, if anyone wants to check it out, it's at .coachingjungle.com. Gotcha. Good, good. Yeah, and, and again, guys, jump in, play, explore, learn. I've picked up a lot of great tips from New Coaching Jungle. And great. you're right, you know, we're – and that, one of the things, I'm glad you said that we do have some crossover. You help coaches coach and sell, and I do too. But that's the beautiful part of it, the unlimited resources we have. There's no way yeah. you can help them all. No way I can help them all. And I love the collaborative. If you can collaborate with um, – I had somebody disagree with me on last week, but that's okay. I believe you should collaborate and you should really build these friendships. It's not just a joint venture. We don't have a joint venture you know, mm-hmm. deal working yet. But what we do have is uh, connecting and connect with your competition and don't make competition a bad word. Yeah, my I mean, past competition life. is almost a bad word. That's just to re- yeah. reframe that word in somebody that isn't similar, but you can truly help people. You know? Yeah. So before I got into coaching, I spent ten years in real estate, and that was much different because in my neck of the woods, Atlanta, Canada, I think we had three hundred agents in my city. A very how can I say this? Cutthroat, I guess you could say. Uh, they say in real estate, the nice ones stab you in the front, not the back. So um, with so few, there's only a certain number of listings, sales and everything per year. So it'd be a case where I get a listing or a certain sale and you know, there's other agents or grumble, grumble, you know, Mark took food off my plate and stuff like that. With the coaching world where we can work with anyone around the world, there's you know 7 billion people out there if Wayne gets a client in North Carolina, that doesn't throw me off my game for the day. And I'm not throwing darts at a picture of you on a dartboard. Like uh, Wayne took food off my plate. You don't have a voodoo doll. He had me a headache. Uh, Well, I I do, but it's out of sight. It's in the corner. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, But yeah, I don't even think of that. You know, like you said, it's more collaboration, not just competition. And those are the coaches that do best. Um, There, there was a uh, fellow that once dumped me into his Facebook group when Facebook used to allow that used to drive me nuts. Remember when you could just dump people in without inviting them and it was big pet peeve. Anyways, um, I'd commented on his wall. I looked at the rules and I said, Hey, uh, you know, his name wasn't Joe, but Hey Joe, thanks for adding me to the group. (laughs) Thanks for dumping me in without my permission, but thanks for adding me to the group. Uh, you know, looks like you have a cool spot here. Uh, by the way, I have a podcast for coaches. If anyone wants to check it out, here's the details, you know, it wasn't real pitchy type thing and it didn't break any rules. So he commented on that post. He said, Hey Mark, yeah, glad to have you here. And I like your podcast and you know, cheers. So I woke up the next morning and I had a message from him. He said, Mark, um, I want to let you know that I removed you from my Facebook group um, because I got thinking about it. It just didn't feel right. You know what you did yesterday with posting on the wall. Um, so I basically kicked me out of the group, which was fine. I didn't lose any sleep over it, but it was a really short sighted move because if he had handled it differently, we build a relationship. He could have been on my podcast. He could have been exposed to tens of thousands of, um, you know, downloads a month. And, uh, he could have, we could have done a lot together, but by just kicking me out because he was frightened, he had the same target market as I had. So I think what he was worried was, Oh God, did I invite the Fox into the hen house or something here? Right. Um, I don't know. I've never heard of him again, really. And that was four years ago, I think five years ago, he, disappeared off the face of the earth. And I suspect part of the reason why is he had a very, um, that the wrong attitude. It wasn't one of abundance, but one of scarcity when it came yeah. to competition. And scarcity, the scarcity mindset is something that sounds a little woo woo to people, but it's so real yeah. because if you really look at it, um, I also, I coach I, one thing that my people know, uh, I had my hands in real estate and I coach yeah. 
numbers. And I'll tell you, you're right. It's a lot of fear um, because you're looking at a geographical area, so many homes, so many listings. And when you get outside of that realm, but even in that, you can still take a lion's share of it and do very well if you don't have the limited mindset. Yep. I told someone other day, I said, there's how many hundreds of thousands? This, there's a, a digital marketer I'm coaching. I said, I want you to go and look at how many, how many he works strictly with pest control companies. Mm, wow. And I said, how many pest control companies? Go pull that data and let's look at it on our next call. How many do you need to make 50,000 a month? That's his goal. He said, well, I need 50. Okay. Can you get 50 out of the, and I forgot the huge number. I think I can. Well, how about in Canada? How about in Australia? Are we limited to one? So it is that that mindset of, wow, there's so many people. You can't serve them all anyway. Yeah. So so it's, I think the fear is when we see somebody with a Lamborghini, I don't even want it. A friend of mine had a Lamborghini and a Ferrari. I rode in a Ferrari one time and realized it's like riding in a bumpy, bumpy go-kart. I don't want a Lamborghini. I, I always wanted a Ferrari. You know, Magnum PI made it look cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want a Ferrari now. You know, my, my Mercedes drives 10 times better. But the I, I have a friend that bought a boat and uh, he <laughs> he regretted He He told me that saying the boat owners to happiest days are the day he bought the boat, the day he bought, uh, sold the boat not in between. So not to knock people who own boats, but it didn't really fit the image that he was expecting when he bought it. Either. When I moved to the beach here, everybody had them. I wanted one, wanted one. I bought one. I, I, no, no exaggeration, Mark. We took it out the first day. We drove out into the middle of the ocean waterway there and I, and just kind of sat there for a minute. And my wife said, where are we going? I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I don't ski. I don't fish got a boat it's a cool boat it's fast but it's so fast yeah and she said well why don't we go over to this island and just set up and have a picnic and explore and i'm like okay so we drove over there and we parked the boat and we got out and i said um this is just kind of like where we've been in at she said yeah, <laughs> pretty neat i said yeah but why do we have a boat <laughs> why don't we just walk over to the sand and uh yeah i sold it the same year so it's like yeah. okay. <laughs> i lost a lot of money it was fun but the point is you know it is that mindset of i want to be a coach i want to be a millionaire coach i want to be this coach um and everybody has their own wealth is you know my program's called the wealthy coach and i use that word wealthy purposely because wealthy is different for everybody you know for me it's what uh, my meaning behind wealthy and it does include money, but it includes other things. But everybody has their own meaning behind it. And I think coaching is a way to get there and help other people. Um, so, and, But I have never seen – I won't say never. There's one or two other people I've seen that build community like you do. But you're one of the ones that I, just, I wanted to get on here and just interview because most of our people are thinking, how can I get my next client? And it's almost like how can I get somebody ready to lose 30 pounds? How can I get somebody ready to fix their marriage? Instead of how can I build a community where those people will naturally come to me? And yeah. so you've done a great job of that. Thank you. Daily emails. I mean, do you batch them? Do you like write them all in one day and send them out over? Or do you get up every morning and type out a new email? It's curious. I, have, I have a team of monkeys in my garage, so they're all uh, pecking away at typewriters. <laughs> I go out every few hours with the whip, get them like motivated. So. Um, yeah. yeah, you're, you're right. I do. Woolworth movie. <laughs> I do batch them, so uh, which I recommend. If you're going to do daily emails, you don't want to open up your laptop 
30 minutes before it's set to go out that morning. And then you're staring at a blank screen with the cursor blinking. And it's like, Oh God, a lot of pressure. Now that being said, I, you're not going to write a year's worth of emails, obviously, but I'll sit down in one setting. I might write five days worth or a week's worth, seven days. And then I feel much less stressed. So at any time I like to have ideally at least two weeks of emails saved. Now, some people say, well, gee, what if I want to talk about something different that pops up, you know, tomorrow and I want to keep it fresh, current events. If that ever happens to me, uh, what I do is I just unschedule the one that was set to go out tomorrow and then I slot in a new one. So let's say, you know, um, I want to send an email out that talks about your boat that you just mentioned, the boat experience. I want to send it tomorrow. That's fine. I'll unschedule the one that was set to go tomorrow. I'll hammer out the one about Wayne's boat and then that's good. You can still do it. You've got some flexibility. The advantage for batching is that life's going to get in the way. Stuff's going to happen. A few years back, my father was uh, taken to the hospital and it was touch and go for, you know, a couple of weeks there. I was driving back and forth and I was staying in hotels because he doesn't live in my city. And luckily my emails went out like clockwork because they were scheduled. Now, if I didn't have them batched, I'm sure my streak would have been broken because I had a lot going on. My head wasn't there to do it. No one would even know what I was going through at the time. My emails still went out. So that's why batching is important. Yeah. And I'll say this to everybody listening. You've heard emails dead. It's not dead. Hmm. (laughs) Um, And some industries open email more than others. So when I'm working with realtors, I tell them realtors check their email because that's how we get contracts. That's how things come through. Um, Business to business, realtor, business to business, people check their email a lot more than business to consumer, but still consumers still open their email. And if you, I love, I tell people an email address is so more important, more important now than ever, because I can take the email address and I can put it into my email campaign, but I can also research that person. I can find them on LinkedIn and different social media. And even though I'm not a paid ads guy, I do love doing Facebook retargeting or setting up a custom campaign. So I could take that email, but into a campaign and now they'll see my videos for pennies a day or maybe a dollar a day to reach the whole batch. So there's a lot of things you can do with an email address. Yeah. Consistency. The other thing with emails too, is it builds a strong foundation for all your content. So when I say that I do daily emails, that daily email isn't just going out to my email list. It also gets shared around. I post it to Facebook in several places like the coaching jungle and fan page and so on goes on to my blog too. And there's different reasons with SEO and Google likes that Um, goes around social media. It goes probably seven different places with it. So that email, I squeeze a lot of juice out of the orange uh, with that. And there's reasons to do it. Some people say, well, why would you put on your blog or post to Facebook? Cause then no one's going to subscribe to your list. The reason I'm doing it is if you're on my list, you might miss my email that morning, but then you can see, you can see it in the coaching jungle or you can see it somewhere else later in the day. I want you to see that the message in there. So I prefer to do it that way and I recommend it, but some people say, no, just keep it strictly to email. I think you're missing some opportunities that way. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Mark, I appreciate you jumping on the call today. Can you tell you, tell my listeners the best way again to get in touch with you and sure. Yeah, well, a few sites are currently being revamped uh, for the new year. So I'll give the the safe one because they're still under construction. Uh, Naturalborncoaches.com is the site. That's where you'll find all the podcast episodes and other stuff. Uh, And .coachingjungle.com will go directly to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you in there. 
be active, share, like you said, please don't spam, read the rules, <laughs> but uh, we always want good contributors in there. So I would say naturalbornercoaches.com or .coachingjungle.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate your time today. I really have. And I'm going to check out Bullworth. So um, yeah, good stuff. Let me know what you think of it, Wayne. Yeah, a motivational movie about suicide. I mean, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds promising. Let's see what it is. Well, it's right. the only movie you're going to get to see Warren Beatty uh, talking and rap, which it, that part's oh. a little silly, so I apologize in advance. I'm looking <laughs> more for the other stuff, but Warren Beatty does rap, and it gets a little silly at times. But Hey, listen, I love I love something that made me laugh and think at the same time. Guys, I want to say again, thanks to Mark for jumping on. Follow his group. If this is your first time with us, subscribe. Follow us as well. As always, jump over to howtosellyourcoaching.com, howtosellyourcoaching.com. You can get our podcast, our blog, everything there as well. And if you're just like, hey, I just want to see your case study, Wayne. I want to see what you do. Then it's howtosellcoaching.com. So either one's going to get you back to me, and that's real important. Also, you can check out our Facebook group as well, uh, and I'll have all the links in the show notes. Mark, I appreciate you more than you know, man. And I'm going to go swing through the jungle today too and connect with you. So thanks so much. Sounds good. Thank you.